Okay, so here's the deal. We all have different ways of dealing with isolation. Some of us are trying to figure out how to cope. Some of us are finding solace in creating. And some of us are just trying to find a center and balance. We may be separated, but we are not alone. Welcome to Little Sips, a brief check-in with former guests on the podcast to see how they are coping and what they are doing while they're stuck in place during the COVID-19 pandemic. Please remember to check in on each other and be kind to yourselves. This time isn't easy for any of us, but maybe together we can find balance. The medicine is hard to swallow, but maybe we can all take little sips to get through it. Champagne is also a band podcast is proud to be a part of the Champagne Showers podcast network. Today's guest is Melvin Knight from episode seven. Let's give him a call and find out what's going on. Hey, how's it going? Hey, Melvin. How are you? Good, good. Thanks. Thank you for having me. Sure, sure. Well, um, as you know, we're stuck in place trying to kind of make it through every day and figure out, you know, whether to be creative or whether to just kind of survive. And so I'm just checking in with some of my former guests and... um, I was just wondering, I have four questions, and uh, during this time, have you been working on anything? Um, The main thing I've been doing is just my little Melvin's Room interview show, interviewing other artists, Um, and that's just for fun, for a sense of community, and to give myself a hobby that I enjoy doing outside of music. I have started working on some other new tunes and some other new songs, but... I'm not in a serious hardcore production flow right now. Mainly just been adjusting like everybody else has. Gotcha. Gotcha. Do you, uh, have you worked on anything? Have you created anything musical during this time or has it been difficult to get focused back on to music? Oh, I've written songs, but actually recording them is totally different. Right. So, like I've I've written I've lyrically I've got new material I've got new musical material and chords and stuff but you know it's kind of like um, a conversation like not everything that you think of is stuff that you say right so is finding the things that matter enough to you and that you think are worthwhile enough to share and then once you've got you know that, a, a, a small library of tunes or maybe one song even that you feel like fits that category you go ahead with it and you run with it you know yeah so are you are you starting off with like when you create music in general or or i don't know if this is just a special circumstance is this kind of like a um you have this this big bowl with every type of fruit out there but you want to make a fruit salad so you just have to pick the right fruit that makes the right salad I'm sorry. I'm going with weird metaphors today, so... No, it's okay. That, that <laughs> actually makes a lot of sense. So, like, if you're putting a record together that has multiple songs on it, or, like, an album or an EP, some, if you want to fit a specific mood, um, or you want to follow a tone or a narrative, then yes, that's part of why that takes so long. Because mm. you might have a, a bunch of things that go together that are nice, but don't go together well. Um, if you're just putting together, like, a care if we call a mixtape thing or it doesn't really matter then that stuff doesn't matter as much it just depends on what you're doing so um yeah i think for me 
I go back and forth. I usually do because my workflow is normally I come up with an idea for a project, it fails. And then out of that, I say, okay, what worked, what didn't work. Hmm. And then once I come together, I look at what I have. And I'm like, I find something that's really special that's forged out of, you know, all those attempts. Um, so like I, I did, I did release two singles mm-hmm. at first. It was supposed to be an, it was supposed to be a movie actually at first. Um, budget stuff didn't work out and time didn't work out. Uh-huh. And then it was going to be an EP and um, that didn't really work out either for the reason that you just stated. Uh-huh. Um, so I just felt like they were good enough songs and I let them out on their own anyway. Yeah. And now I'm kind of doing the same thing again just as I want. Like uh, as far as when it comes down to coming out with whole projects and everything, I think there's a certain point. Everybody's different for everyone. But um there are certainly times when you have a record in you and there's something that you need to say artistically and you have to make a statement. But as far as in the artistic and the business sense, I think yeah. there are only a, a few times, especially now, that it makes sense to do a whole uh, cohesive, comprehensive record. You know, like at the start of your career, uh, then once again, when you have a real, you know, solid hold on your demographic you're going for, your fan base. And then, you know, everything after that to me is kind of for kicks, if you're as far as full records go. Uh, wow. Yeah. So uh, do, you, do, do you look at your process as being like uh, well, more of like this intellectual picking and choosing of, of what works? Or do you really get a sense of like, how does this feel to me? Or is it just that combination of both? Well, I mean, the first thing is that it has to be right to my gut. Like, this is something that I really like, that I feel like is a part of me that isn't, isn't totally inauthentic for me to get up and play or to record or to say. Yeah. Um, then once you get past that hurdle, for me, what I look at is, what have I done? Am I repeating myself? Is this something that, you know, is even worth putting down? Because for whatever reason, I've always, like, looked at artists that I admire, I look at their catalogs and the ones I love the most, you know, every record they did, it defined a, a different part of them and who they were, a different story they were trying to tell. It wasn't ever something where they were repeating themselves. Mm. So, like, a, a, a lot of times, to me, anytime I come up with something that's, like, derivative in the sense that I've done it already, or it's tired or inauthentic, I'm just like, okay, well, I don't really need to flesh that out because that's not something that's, that's not anything new. It's not anything worth saying. Um, And so, yeah, I think for me, it comes down to when I look at my entire catalog, am I going somewhere new? I'm exploring a different sonic and uh, lyrical story, uh, narrative element and arena. And once I check those boxes off, it's also, is this something that I feel like is true to me and that I really feel inspired by and I really want to share? And if that's the case, then I'll take that idea and I'll run with it and actually like go through production, recording, all that stuff. Right. Neat. So um, I have I have uh, three more questions and uh, let's just see. So... Um, What's what's the first thing you'll want to do once the pandemic or or the shelter in place has been like lifted? What do you miss? Um, 
Well, see, the thing that's interesting about this whole ordeal is my life hasn't changed too much with the exception of I don't play live gigs anymore. And, um, yeah, I don't play live shows anymore because of it. But um, I think the first thing I'm going to want to do, um, I enjoy just being in public but not a part of the crowd. Mm. So I think sitting on a park bench and watching people pass by, um, seeing people interact with each other, that stuff just makes me feel like I live somewhere and I'm a part of something, and I miss mm. that. Um, then yeah. also, of course, I'm gonna I'm gonna really enjoy going seeing musicians I admire and watching their shows. You know, listening, watching them play, listening to what they come up with. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll miss feel, feeling like not having the feeling that my movements being hyper observed and restricted all the time. Right. Um, it's been really not enjoyable every time you have to go shopping or something, feeling the all the hidden eyes on you like where are they going or are they going to sneeze you know yeah. Uh, yeah i've never liked having my movements or my behaviors aggregated into a larger group that's part of why i hated school so it feels mm. like i'm back in that again where you're like all right if everybody doesn't stand in line then nobody gets to go outside you know what i mean yeah huh and but I, I never that's so i'll be happy when it's over yeah. So um, I'm I'm going back to actually your episode, and I remember one of the the things that you said was your favorite thing was that being able to go out and be in nature. And so I'm wondering if uh, are are you able to at least get yourself out to somewhere where you can be in nature and and you know find a center and that kind of thing. Well, so there's a park that's nearby to me, but the issue is just like every everybody else now, you're just thinking about like, I, I try not to be out very much because, I mean, for obvious reasons, you can transmit stuff, Yeah, you know? Um, and then also the issue is, and I don't want to, you know, start casting aspersions to political leaders, but I don't think they really understand. When they tell people you can go outside, People are pretty generally the same because a lot of people are not working right now. After it gets past noon, you know, it gets to the early afternoon, everybody wants to get outside, mm. especially people with dogs and young families. Right. And so it becomes like just a congestion, junction, and you really should not be there because it doesn't, at that point, you're not really distancing from anything. You're just out there in like, you know, a big troop. So... I do try to get out um, like a couple times a week to either jog or just walk mm -hmm. in the park, but I leave early, like uh, slightly before the sun rises. Yeah. And I try to be back by at least 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. Because by then, at those times, no one's really out yet. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you're able to at least get out and be in what you... Uh, like your favorite thing, the thing that, that kind of uh, keeps you centered. Um, so our, Oh yes. So uh, do you plan on doing a live stream of your music anytime soon or? You know, I thought about that. Um, so like, it's really, it's interesting. The people who follow you on social media and everything, you have to like kind of curate their behaviors and how they interact with what you do. You know? huh. So the people who are really having success with that have been doing a lot of live interaction with people all over the internet and their different, their social media platform of choice and everything. And people know to find them there and see what they're doing. 
Um, I thought about all that stuff, but the people who follow me are, are aware of what I'm doing. They don't normally interact with me that way. So um, the thing that's difficult is getting people who follow me to interact with anything I do at the same point in time. And that's kind of a marketing failure on my part, right? So huh. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it. I've, I've thought about um, it would be cool to like maybe even pre-record a performance of a tune and then premiere it somewhere. But I'm really not, um, I'm really not as astute on that whole arena. You know, huh? That's like I'm. I am just like so impressed about how you have been thinking about how your your music gets received and how people consume it and how fans interact with it. It's just, um, wow. That's just I. I'm I'm very impressed. Uh, so, um. I guess it, so. That's kind of maybe. Is that what I'm hearing? Is that you? You may decide to do that, or the best if not, answer. Yeah, I'm sorry if I didn't give you the straight answer the first time. I'll no, that's fine. Um, the best answer is that um, would I live stream a performance? No, I would have to premiere something that is uh, pre-recorded. Um, and in some facet where like, yeah, you can see it online and it's live in the sense that I'm doing it in the moment, but it's not happening just at that one set time. Because if I set something, if I say at 3 PM on Saturday, I'm playing a show, come see, maybe four people will be there at the same time. Gotcha. Um, now that wouldn't be bad for a first live stream performance. But like I said, when you've been conditioning people and the people that follow you, that this is what you do. You know, if I've been doing this over the course of the past two to three years, then I could probably get up to 50 or maybe 60 people, which would be decent, you know. Um, yeah. But I would think that what would be most beneficial or useful um, and interesting is if I was to premiere a pre-recorded perform performance online and I just made it available for people to interact with because then I kind of have people more like trickling in yeah. In, in terms of consuming my content. That's just kind of how it works. And that's right. not necessarily a bad thing because um, I found that I don't enjoy having to be the center of attention and developing a cult of personality. That's huh. a full-time job and it's not actually who I am as a person. But okay. what I do enjoy is, you know, um, being just a part of people's lives. Yeah, And that's something that when you're not necessarily ever looking to be the musical or icon-wise, like the focal point of someone's life, it's very doable. Um, and you just have to recognize what it is that people like to interact with, how they like to interact with it, and how they like to see it presented to them, and then provide it in that way, and be consistent with that rollout. Wow. Huh. That's... That's great. Um, so here's the last question. And um, I feel like we may have touched on a lot of this during the conversation, but um, I'm going to put it back out there because I feel, you know, maybe, maybe there's more you want to say about this, but, but so what's, what's the worst thing for you 
with the uh, shelter-in-place orders right now? The worst thing. Well, I think easily the thing that bothers me a bit is not being able to go to the gym. Yeah. Because um, it it gives me a place, an arena where I feel like I'm in a public space, but I'm not forced to speak to anyone. You know? And um, that it it helps with self-esteem as well, obviously, you know? Just getting that exercise, getting the blood moving, staves off um, emotional withdrawal and all those different things. But outside of that, I've really got to say that there hasn't been, this has actually been a blessing for me. Oh. Um, I, I needed to be in a situation where I could not um, evade the emotional work I had to do for myself, huh. as well as the uh, personal professional work, advancing in my craft, uh, practicing, um, meditation, understanding myself and how I work and how to be more efficient, but also um, how to be better for myself so I could be more consistent and persistent in my work and my personage and my interactions um, and not being able to get lost in the cult of personality from friends or acquaintances and being forced to confront these things has been really necessary for me, I think. It gives me a chance to actually really excel once I am back in the world. So for me, I can't really say it's been a bad thing. I think it's actually been a very good thing. Wow. That's, I, I kind of can't, now I can't wait to see what uh, you're coming up with musically and, and, uh, and, and it, it just feels like, um, I mean, I, I always enjoy speaking with you because I, I, always uh you're always such a a warm person um well thought out and and it just makes me um really excited to hear from you um so i really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me on the show and um i can't wait to hear uh when you do release the album um, I did, did you come up with a name yet for the album or? So that's actually the other thing too, is that at first the, the record was going to be called, the whole album was going to be called slide. Okay. Um, that became a single, then it was going to become an EP and it was going to be called summer child. Oh, um, what, okay. I, what, what I've actually been doing, and I'm actually glad you mentioned that is this, is that summer child, it's a record of about five songs and it's not probably going to be released digitally as one cohesive record because the last two releases I have, Sweet and Slide, those are part of it. Mm. Okay. But I'm just coming out with the songs as I have them ready. So right now, the next tune I'm working with is uh, called Memory Lane. Um, there's another great, great vocalist who I have, um, who I met before all this stuff went down. And hopefully she'll be joining on me on that tune. Um, and then uh, the Summer Child, the title track, I'm hoping to collaborate with another Chicago artist, Nate Barksdale. Um, the, the whole project as a whole is a... And I'm sorry if this tangent's too no, much. No, this, this is great. Um, but I just had to talk about 
projects because I don't always get a chance to. But um, yeah, the, the whole project um, is a, just kind of about growing up and recognizing um, the truth of the world, but also like how you operate in it and just having to say, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm here now. I've got to, I've got to function as an adult in this world. And it's, it's that way. It works that way in twofold. The actual title track, um, the lyrics directly address that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, but the other songs are also, um, for me, a sign of growth and that they're much more functional. Like slide is just a carefree, just, you know, a summer vibe tune. Sweet is a song about learning to let love go, but all these songs, I'm trying to make them much more contained, um, cohesive, and also digestible. So there's not so much musical material. There's not as, it's not as lyrically dense. It's just, it's supposed to be much more accessible um, because as a storyteller and as someone who hopes to be able to at one day make a living completely off my own music, I have to, it has to be palatable mm. to, um, to a wider audience. And although I do recognize that retro R&B ballad style stuff is a, a very much a niche market, I was casting too shallow of a net. So I'm trying to cast a wider net with these to see what I can work with. Uh, so once all five tracks are done, I'm yeah. probably going to create a physical release and um, a limited physical release and post that on my band campus. Hopefully people dig it, you know. Yeah. Hopefully I can crack the code and find that medium, that form that people like to interact with the most and can present it in an engaging way. That's my goal overall. Awesome. Well, I'm looking for it. I mean, uh, I know that it's uh, a little indeterminate now, but when are you shooting for uh, releasing this album whenever it gets well <laughs> so it's just a ep overall so oh yeah, yeah yeah but so slide and sweet are already out um some uh memory lane huh, and uh memory lane summer child and whatever the last two is going to be i've got a few on the back burner i haven't picked from yet that'll okay. be the last one i'm hoping that uh you know, I really don't have a timetable. I'd mm. love to say that all of them will be out in in the world by August. Yeah. Um, in a dream world, you know, because of the title track and like what it signifies, I'd love to have them ready by July. Right. But honestly, to, to tell you the truth, like I'm not at a point in my career where the demand or um, the expectation has any set point for like hard deadlines or anything like that you know yeah i just got to find a way to capture people's imagination and a little bit of their time and so that's what kind of what this whole experiment is if i'm able to do that then you know the next stage after that after this record would be hard deadlines all that kind of stuff so i just say just stay tuned in general um and hopefully people would enjoy awesome. what happens when it happens yeah, well, I'm I'm excited to for the the physical release as well, um, and uh, I mean, I I guess I can't I I w yeah, what was I going to even say? Um, I am so I'm super happy that you were able to 
join me on the program and just talk about all of your projects that you're working on. And um, I just uh, wish you the best of luck during this time and that I'm super excited to hear what you're, what that album once it's all put together and and i've really enjoyed the stuff that you've released so far and it's totally great so thank you so much for being on the show absolutely thank you very much man glad to come back and be able to talk a year off a bit thank you everybody for listening to the show melvin sent me a track that he only referred to as track two without further ado here is track two from episode 7 reminding you great CU music is on the internet stay right where you are